Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. It's Oscar time, folks, so we're very excited to have three of our favorite film critics with us to share their predictions for the 87th Academy Awards, which will be given out next Sunday, February 22nd. Mad Movie Man A.J. Hockery and Movie Mom Nell Minow and film historian James Colt Harrison are all here and will bring them on as soon as I mention to everyone that the chat room is open and uh, uh, we're hoping that um, listeners will, uh, who want to participate will sign in. Nikki couldn't be here today because she's having Internet problems and we'll, we'll miss her, but we really appreciate the people who sign up to chat as well as all our other listeners, of course. And we also appreciate our guests for joining us again today. All three of them have a passion for movies and a very entertaining way of talking about films, and that's why we love having them on the show. And when they're all together, I just can hardly contain myself. (laughs) They're very qualified for this discussion, folks. Nell writes commentary for BeliefNet.com and is the author of so many wonderful film-related books. She's been featured in such publications as USA Today and the New York Times, AJ contributes film reviews to sites like Classic Movie Guide, Review Express, Terror Tube, Real Talk Movie Reviews, and his own popular blog, CineSlice. That's C-I-N-E capital S-L-I-C-E. James has served as the premier film critic for the La Jolla Village News and contributed film commentary to such outlets as Classic Movie Guide, Rage Monthly, No Cover Music Magazine, and San Diego Metro Weekly. So, let's bring them on now, starting with Nell, because you all know it's always ladies first here. Nell, what surprised you the most about the Oscar nominations this year? Uh, I think the thing that surprised me the most is that one of the best movies of the year in any category, Life Itself, the documentary about Roger Ebert, was not nominated for Best Documentary. In my mind, it's better than all of the other ones that were nominated, and would even have qualified as a Best Picture candidate. So I, I'm mystified by a the, the omission of a movie that is not just a love letter to the movies, but a, a great love story and a great life story somehow didn't qualify. It certainly has won a lot of awards from other places. And, of course, I can't understand the omission of the Lego movie either, one of the best movies of last year in any category, which was not nominated for Best Animated Film. I I thought those were very uh, surprising events too, and uh, especially where life itself is concerned. And I I just I, I still can't believe it. I'm trying to wrap my mind around it, and it's it's not going there. But I wonder if James feels the same way about that. James, what was your what were your uh, or what was your biggest surprise about the Oscar nominees? My biggest surprise was that absolutely no one of color was nominated. Especially David Oyello for Selma. His acting in that was superb, and I think it was a gross oversight not to nominate him. Oh, I I I thought that was a sure thing myself. So that that I was did, a big yeah. surprise. Yeah, it was it was a big surprise, and uh, so I certainly know what you mean there. AJ, what surprised you the most? Well, James and Nell kind of stole my thunder by picking like the top three. Definitely in the case of like uh, the Lego movie, which would have been like my uh, number one pick because just like far and away that's been getting, you know, acclaimed not left and right for not only being the best animated movie of the year, but being just one of the best movies, period. Although, if anything, it does kind of make the category a little more exciting this year because of no Lego movie 
and no Pixar movie, it's kind of up in the air, like which of the five nominees is going to walk away with this year's trophy. But uh, if I could uh, pick an original one, uh, an original uh, surprise that I saw from the uh, Oscars, uh, definitely not as big as the ones that James and Nell mentioned, but uh, visual effects, nothing for uh, Godzilla, or like not even technical categories in the way. It was kind of a very divisive movie, either loved it or hated it, but Godzilla got nothing for sound or visual effects, and for just making, you know, the big G look as cool as he did, uh, comparing like what we did, what America did with him the last time in 1998, like that deserves a trophy on its own let alone for some of the other emissions. So, yeah, to see it not get anything in the way of uh, technical categories, that was pretty surprising. That really was surprising. And I, I, uh, for the visual effects in that film, I just thought they were just magnificent. And, and so I'm, I'm with you on that. But I think I was the most surprised that all the Best Picture nominees were movies that focus on a male leading character, and I'm not very happy about that. I, why couldn't the Academy find a slot there for maybe just one movie like Wild or The Fault in Our Stars? Uh, there, there were so many movies with um, uh, women as the leading characters. Now, I know that's water under the bridge, but uh, I, maybe, maybe the Academy members are listening to us and they, uh, things will, will uh, be a little bit different next year. But let's, uh, let's start with the best picture nominees, and I'm going to read uh, the nine that were, no, I think it's just eight. Eight. eight that were nominated. They could have nominated ten, but here are the here are the eight that they, see, they even had two two more places that they could have put <laughs> the fall to yes, our they stars. Could. That's right. <laughs> they, could have, they could have, yeah, they didn't. That makes me so angry. They wasted those spaces. They did. I, it's really, uh, I, I just don't like that at all. But anyway, the nominees are American Sniper, Boyhood, Birdman, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. So, AJ, since you can be with us for only about 20 or 25 minutes, why don't you share your prediction about which movie will win and why, as well as which film you would like to see win? Well, the one that I would definitely like to see win uh, so far is my favorite movie of 2014, and that's The Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, It's an amazing-looking movie. It's brilliantly written. It is just perfectly acted, and it works on so many different levels. Like On the surface, it is just a quirky, funny comedy with some good jokes and performances, but there's also a lot of uh, deeper uh, overtones to it about you know maintaining a stiff upper lip in the face of adversity and not letting bullies uh push away order and uh drawn you in chaos so i definitely appreciate it on multiple levels there the one that is gonna win though i would say it's a lock for boyhood this year for best picture it's been snatching up awards left and right and i can remember uh being in high school uh this is how long ago they started making this this was filmed over the course of 12 years and i was still in high school hearing about richard linklater uh setting out on this project i had already been a fan of his from watching uh, Before Sunset, and in the meantime, he's cranked out so many other uh, great movies like uh, Before Us, the rest of the Before trilogy, and A Scanner Scanner Darkly and all that stuff, so I've been kind of tracking this movie as uh, it's been being made, and I think just on that level alone, a lot of people have been impressed by uh, just him, like, pulling this experiment off, you know, filming with the same actors over the course of over a decade. Uh, and a lot of people were touched, you know, just genuinely by the story itself. I was not one of them. I actually was kind of, like, very lukewarm to this movie. I didn't love it, but mm-hmm. I definitely uh, didn't hate it. Uh, but a lot of people were definitely touched by it. So that combined with just the scope of the production, I would definitely say this is Boyhood's Award to Lose. Well, you might be right about that. Um, I'm sort of leaning in in that direction, and I certainly enjoyed uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Probably, uh, probably that film and Whiplash. I did uh, were the two that I enjoyed out of out of those eight. But Nell, do you agree with uh, AJ and his predictions, or do you have a, a different prediction and preference? To my mind, out of the eight films, there is one that is far and away 
uh, ahead of all the rest, and in fact, maybe the best film of the last 10 years, and that would be Selma. And it, it will be an outrage if Selma does not win, but right now, just calling the indicators, I think A.J. is right that it's going to be Boyhood. Boyhood is a very, very fine film, a deceptively deep and thoughtful and complex film. It really resonates with you after you see it, and um, and in part of its genius is that it seems so unforced and natural and, and almost improvised when it really isn't. So there's a lot to Boyhood. It's a great film. I uh, assume that it's going to win, and that's okay, but there is no way that it comes close to Selma in terms of scope and artistry, and I think that that's a question of small P politics, a little bit of big P politics, but small P politics in Hollywood, they really bungled the campaign in support of the film. They didn't get DVDs out to people in time, and uh, they allowed themselves um, to be caught up in uh, debates over historical accuracy that somehow did not plague some of these other films, like American Sniper and um, The Imitation Game and The Theory of Everything, all of which have much more serious uh, departures from what really happened. So I think that's too bad about Selma, um, which I think in the future will be seen as one of the great films of this century. You have made some very good points about that, and I'm wondering, James, which film you think will win Best Picture and which one you would prefer. I think uh, they're, uh, they're running neck and neck now, Birdman and Boyhood. I prefer Boyhood myself, but Birdman has been getting a lot of uh, talk and some uh, some awards as well. Uh, director in a Ratu won the Directors Guild Award as Best Director, so that's a that's a good thing for that film. But I think uh, I wish I could say that 12 years ago I was in high school watching Richard Linklater make Boyhood, but I would be lying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even though even though you are the world's uh, the world's oldest teenage movie fan. <laughs> Ab- absolutely, yes, I still am. Well, anyway, my so, pick would be uh, Boyhood. Uh, I just enjoyed so much. Uh, it was so charming watching that little boy grow up into uh, a man now. He's, what, about 20 or 21, and uh, it was just a joy to watch all that happen and to watch uh, Ethan Hawke and, um, um, what's your name, <laughs> the lead actress in the movie. Patricia uh, Arquette. Uh, yes, Mrs. Shark, of course. Uh, I watched them uh, uh, grow old naturally in this film. I, I loved that. I thought it was great. Well, so you are uh, predicting that Boyhood will win, and that is the one that you want to win. Yes, yes, absolutely. So 100% vote for Boyhood. Uh, James, I have to tell you that last year when we did the predictions, you got, um, I think, most of them right, if not all of them right. So I hate to disagree with you <laughs> at all, because with a record, well, I'm with a record right, <laughs> with a record like that. But um, I, I really think there's no doubt that it'll be between uh, Boyhood and uh, Birdman. But I would prefer to see see the Grand Budapest Hotel or Whiplash take home the Oscar for, for Best Film. Well, you can't talk about Best Film without talking about the Best Director, so that's probably where we would where we should go right now. But it looks like Boyhood is really, in terms of our predictions, it looks like we're unanimous on that. And mm-hmm. so I, I never understand um, why the Best, the Oscar would go to a movie and not the director. So this this you know dividing them up kind of confuses me, but the 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 nominees for best director are Wes Anderson for Grand Budapest Hotel, Alejandro, I'm not sure about pronouncing in, in the name. In your in in your 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 Foxcatcher, and Morton Tildum, uh, The Imitation Game. So which uh, which of those <laughs> do you think should win, uh, A.J.? 
Uh, I'm definitely going to go with, uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, definitely going to go with uh, Richard Linklater for Boyhood on this one. Like I said, he's been around for uh, a long time in the movie business, uh, or, or like professionally, like for 20 years or so. In the meantime, he's made a lot of like endearing movies and very critically admired movies, you know, Dazed and Confused and Slacker in the Before Trilogy. And he's been up for uh, Oscars for uh, helping write uh, Before Sunset and Before Midnight with uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delby. So uh, just, like, kind of taking some, like, politics into mind, it could uh, be an award given for, like, uh, just for just giving him his dues for being hanging around for so long and having been honored uh, before. But then again, you know, like I said before, people did love Boyhood and they loved that the fact that uh, he executed uh, such a long-term project and brought it together in the way that it was. So uh, just for him, you know, you know, bringing it all together, keeping things edited, and making a story that people loved out of it, I think it's going to be him. Uh, he will walk away with the winner as the winner and. Uh, as for the one that I would prefer, you know, once again, Wes Anderson. A lot of people uh, don't care for Grand Budapest because it is so, uh, to put it kind of this way, like Wes Anderson-y. There's, like, a lot of, like, quirky dialogue and behaviors, and people just look at it and go, huh, what? Uh, but uh, and sometimes it has rubbed me the wrong the wrong way. Like, with Quadic, it wasn't uh, – didn't uh, – appeal to me there but with the grand budapest it did have a strong thematic backbone to it which kind of supported all the craziness going on so richard link later will win for boyhood and i uh want wes anderson to win for budapest well that's uh you've made some, made a good case for your picks and your preferences james do you agree with uh aj oh no i never agree with him uh <laughs> i didn't think so no no wait that's nell's job <laughs> we'll see. Uh, uh, I absolutely adored Grand Budapest Hotel. I thought it was one of the most imaginative films of the year, and I, I loved the the production design and the, the color selection and everything about that film, the hair and the makeup, and it was terrific. It was a terrific film and very amusing, and I really loved it. However, for director, I think uh, Inaritu will win because he's already won the Screen Directors Guild uh, Award, and that usually means it's a shoo-in for the Oscar. So just on that uh, alone, I think he'll win the Oscar, although I would like Richard Linklater to win uh, for Boyhood. Okay, well that's that's an um an interesting direction to go in. Nell, can you straighten us out on that? <laughs> uh yeah. I I think that you're right that uh Inratu is going to win because the same people vote for the best director Oscar that vote for the DGA award, so it would be remarkable if uh somebody else won. Um it would be fine with me if Linkletter won, but of course I think that Ava DuVernay should should have been nominated and should have won. Uh because of what I said about Selma. And I I don't agree with you, Betty Joe, about uh separating best director and best picture um it's kind of like in the grammys where they have best record and best song the there are people who uh who play different parts in creating a movie the director is not doing everything the producer is the one who brings it all together who supervises everything from the financing to the sets and and the director himself and sometimes the director is the producer too but i think that it is important to recognize that at the end of the day it's the producers who really deserve the award for best picture and uh and and they should be the ones to get it i see well that helps clarify that um so could i say one thing uh, betty joe yes please uh, yeah, I, I think it's kind of a scandal that Ava DuVernay uh, did not get a, a nomination for Selma. She would have been the only African-American woman director to have been nominated, and uh, and also she's a woman, and I think we need more women in these categories. Uh, you know, this yeah. is the 21st century. Let's get with it. Good point. Yeah, I feel be, exactly the same way on that. I the, um, she would be the first African American woman and only the fourth woman to be nominated. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So we we all agree that she should have been nominated, and I know that uh, AJ has to leave in just a couple of minutes. So I I hope uh, uh, AJ that you have time now to give us your prediction for best actor 
and who you would prefer. Absolutely. Take her away. Oh, were you going to run through the nominations? Yeah. Oh, the nominations are, yes. Yes. Wake wake up, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. The nominees are Steve Carell for Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Imitation of... The Imitation Game, Michael Keaton, Birdman, Eddie Redmayne, The Theory of Everything. So you go, AJ. All righty. If you had asked me, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, who would be like the front runner for the Best Actor award, I would have said Michael Keaton for Birdman. Uh, he is like one of my personal favorite actors. Like I always uh, say, like the movies definitely need more Michael Keaton in them. And the past couple of years has kind of it's kind of been uh sorry to see him kind of delve down at all of these kind of uh below subpar projects you know like the RoboCop remake and Need for Speed and Post Grad you know just kind of slumming in all these terrible movies so to see him like sh- really shine and uh show us what he can do like his dramatic range in Birdman was uh really uh was really a sight to see like it, it is one of my favorite performances from him you know like what am I favorite actors but having seen uh the theory of everything last month i instantly was like okay eddie's got this in the bay you know the academy loves you know uh uh, actors playing uh real life figures and they like uh physically demanding roles and uh they like british people they they love british people and eddie like fulfilled all three requirements for uh, the theory of everything and not to detract from the job that he did, which was a very good performance, which was uh very risky and very tough to pull off. And he, uh, he, he, he and the other actors are basically the reason that this movie, you know, kind of wasn't made for TV or lifetime or something like that. Cause the script was kind of of debatable quality, but the acting really saved it. And Eddie just really did give a incredible performance i do think he will uh walk away with the award i think it is his to lose uh although in recent weeks i've been kind of rethinking that like maybe michael keaton might do an upset he's definitely the one that i want to win uh but i do think like in the long run though i think it is eddie who's going to be the winner on sunday night well, I'm agreeing with you on that, and that is going to be one of my my tie categories. So uh, I know you do. It's it's twenty 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 five minutes. <laughs> so we'll we'll let you go, and we're just so glad you could be with us. And be sure to listen to the archives so you so you know what the other predictions are from your colleagues, right? I will do. First, I had disco fever. Then I had Pac-Man fever. Now I've got Oscar fever, and I'm a hopeless addict. <laughs> Bye-bye, AJ. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, bye. All right, thank you, guys. Bye. And good luck with your, your Oscar fever. So it's always such fun to have AJ on the show. And, James, uh, what do you think about uh, AJ's predictions for Best Actor? Well, I think he had some very good points. Uh, I loved uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Imitation Game. I thought Bradley Cooper was super in American Sniper. Steve Carell I didn't care for too much. I thought he was sleepwalking through the whole part. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved Eddie Redmayne for what he had to go through to do in The Theory of Everything. And uh, Michael Keaton was the best I've ever seen him in Birdman. My choice is Eddie Redmayne, but I think because he won the BAFTA in England just recently, I think the Academy loves to see more or less comebacks of of our own American actors, and I think they just might give it to Michael Keaton. Not that he didn't do a great job, he did, but I think they might give it to Michael Keaton over Eddie Redmayne, which would make me upset because I loved Eddie Redmayne. Well, you're thinking just like I I am. That's why I I have to go with a with a tie on on that. Now, uh, Nell, what's your feeling on Best Actor? Well, uh, I'm with uh, everybody else all the way. I hope AJ, listening in absentia, notes that I'm agreeing with him 100%. Uh, my my personal choice would be for Eddie Redmayne, but I will not weep any tears if Michael Keaton wins uh, for all the reasons that, that AJ said. It was a beautiful performance. 
and uh, he has been relegated to stupid movies. Let's not forget the Herbie the Love Bug remake uh, too often. <laughs> uh, he's he's an enormously talented actor, and he did a wonderful job in this film. Um, and uh, as James said, uh, they love they love longevity. They love a comeback. They love somebody who really brings it, and he really brought it to this. Yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. So, yeah. so you're you're predicting Eddie Redmayne? No, I'm predicting Michael Keaton. You're predicting would, Michael my Keaton. My my preference would be Eddie Redmayne. Okay. Yeah, we both well, prefer that's... Eddie Redmayne, but we're predicting Michael Keaton. Yes, yeah. the predicting, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. why Again, I can't the fa- make it. The SAG Award is a pretty compelling indicator there for the same reason. It's the same people voting. Yes, exactly. That's true. That's true. Um, well, I'm I'm sticking with both of those guys. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to predict a tie. You know that we have had ties before. We have in that yes. best actor best actor category back in 1930 31. I I actually didn't uh, see this. I mean, I was too little to go to the movies then. <laughs> but um, Wallace Berry won for um, the Champ, and Frederick March won for. Um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then the, the best actress. There, there was also a, a case where Barbara Streisand won for Funny Girl, and Katherine Hepburn won for Lion in Winter in the in yeah. the same in the same year. So, yeah. and they've had uh, ties in in other categories too. But I think they okay. were in like documentary and sound. That I think there have been six ties in the. Uh, Academy Awards uh, history, but uh, well, we're we're all pretty much thinking the same way on the on the Best Actor. Now going to Best Actress, and I'll remember this time to read the nominees if I can find them here. For Best Actress, the nominees are Marion Cotillard, Two Days One Night, Felicity Jones, The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore, Still Alice. Or is it Alice Still? No, <laughs> I never still can remember Alice. that. Still Alice. <laughs> still, still Alice. Alice. Still Alice. Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. James, what are your uh, prediction? What's your prediction there? Oh, you had to pick me first. Uh, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> uh, my pick. Well, I, I have a tie as well. I loved okay. Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl. I thought she was stupendous. I was not familiar with her work. She's English. Most of her work was done in England, and and I had not actually ever seen her. And I was just blown away by her performance in Gone Girl, and I loved her. My second loving is Julianne Moore in Still Alice. It was such a touching, oh, Oh gosh, it just made me cry the whole through, whole way through. It was uh, uh, having been touched by that in my own family. I know oh. what it's like. So, uh, and Alzheimer's is not a pretty disease. Uh, and Julianne Moore captured the early part of it stupendously. I thought she was terrific, terrific. Felicity Jones, I think, is uh, a little young. She has a long way to go. Uh, she has a long career ahead of her. She was wonderful in the theory of everything. and But I don't think she's the front runner in this. Marion Cotillard is uh, in the French language. She should not even be in this category. It's always been my contention. This should be for Americans only, and they should have foreign categories for foreign actresses and foreign pictures. That's that's my theory. <laughs> yeah, let's see. So then that would oh, yeah. that would eliminate Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yes, it would. Yes, and Rosamund Pike as well. But uh, and Felicity Jones. <laughs> uh, and Reese Witherspoon, uh, I thought was okay and wild. There was nothing special. It was an interesting movie and it was photographed beautifully. But as far as acting goes, I didn't think it was anything. But so my pick is. I like Rosamund Pike, but I think Julianne Moore will win. That's your prediction, okay, yes. Julianne Moore. But you'd prefer Rose, uh, Rosamund Pike. And Nell, are you on the Julianne Moore bandwagon? 
I am. Uh, James is 100% right uh, in his assessment. Uh, I am a huge fan of Rosamund Pike. I wrote a, a blog post about her where I uh, made suggestions for some of her other films that people might want to see to sort of catch up on her. Um, and uh, I, oh, I just good. think she's. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Um, particularly in, in education uh, and in uh, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, she's, she's just wonderful in everything. Um, and I really uh, enjoyed hearing about how she got cast in the movie because um, the director said that he had seen her in several different movies and he still didn't know who she was, and that made her perfect for this part. So... Um, I'd love to see her win. Uh, it's going to go to Julianne Moore because Julianne Moore qualifies in the two most important areas for getting a Best Actress Oscar. The, if you want to get a Best Actress Oscar, you have to, generally speaking, be either a hooker or disabled. <laughs> and she, she qualifies for that second one. And you also, I think, have to have a body of work over the years that uh, that that builds up um, that that shows the Academy that you you know you're worthy of this honor. And I think she certainly has that for a couple of the stupid movies that she's had to make, like Nonstop. Um, <laughs> she's she's made so many. Excellent films. She's turned in extraordinary performances. If you have not seen what Maisie knew, which completely blew me away last year, she's amazing in that as a fading rock star. She's just incredible. You would swear that that she was Stevie Nicks or somebody. And uh, so, you know, God bless her, and I, I congratulate her for what I know will be a great win, and she'll give a good speech, too. <laughs> Boy, a great part would be to be a disabled hooker. Yeah, that would be a slam dunk. <laughs> Betty Joe. Hello. My goodness, what happened to her? <laughs> Did she go off again? This happens this happens all the time. I end up doing the rest of the show. Is that right? That's never happened to me before. Well, let's keep going then. The next one will be Best Supporting Actor. And we all know who that one's going to. But well, just as a refresher, the choices are Robert Duvall in The Judge, Ethan Hawke in Boyhood, Edward Norton in Birdman. I would love to have seen Zach Galifianakis get nominated there. He was incredible in that movie. He was, Mark he Ruff- was good, yeah. Mark Ruffalo and Foxcatcher, or the clear winner, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. J.K. Simmons, yes, exactly. Would you like my... Yeah, go for it. Um, I thought Mark Ruffalo was wonderful in Foxcatcher. I've always liked him as an actor. Um, Edward Norton is a terrific actor, and in Birdman he was just as good as can be. He stole every scene he was in. He was fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. He and, and in fact, ever since his first movie, I always have loved him. I thought, what a terrific actor he is. I'd like to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you certainly see a lot of him in the movie. <laughs> yes. Well, then that one is good. Robert Duvall in The Judge, of course. I mean. Robert Duvall doesn't have to do anything. He's just marvelous in every, whatever he does. Ever, ever since Boo Radley, where he didn't say a word. Boo, yeah, yeah, Boo. <laughs> that was a long time ago. And uh, uh, Ethan Hawke did a wonderful job in Boyhood over 12 years. I don't know how you sustain a character for 12 years and still be the same character after that amount of time has gone by. How do you do that? That's Really tremendous, and J.K. Simmons has always been one of my favorite, favorite character actors, and I'm so glad to see him coming into prominence now because he's been in small parts and commercials and uh, you know a million little things, and now he's breaking out as a as a main actor, and I'm happy to see that. But so my choice would be, and I think he will win, will be. Ethan Hawke in Boyhood. Wow, you shocked me. Why? That's a shock to me too. I'm back. <laughs> oh, okay, you're back. Good. oh, 
<laughs> we didn't need you, Betty Joe. We just continued. No, on. you don't. I was sitting here. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't gone all that long, but I just, you know, was spellbound listening to you guys. But, uh, but I think that is a, that is a shock. You are predicting uh, in this category. You are are predicting not J.K. Simmons, but Ethan Hawke. No, no, and, I'm, uh, I'm I am picking Ethan Hawke, but I think J.K. Simmons will win it. Oh, I see. Okay, that's yeah, that's yeah, more yeah. more in line with that. Okay. Yeah. That does yeah. make more oh. sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And how about you, Nell? Well, I think J.K. Simmons is going to win. Uh, if there's anything that's an absolute lock uh, on Oscar night, it's got to be him. Um, and certainly, Ethan Hawke, I think, did a marvelous job in the movie uh, in Boyhood, and uh, I'd love to see it go to him. There, but just like all of the other categories, they're all wonderful. They're all very well qualified, um, and uh, so I'm comfortable saying that J.K. Simmons will get it and should get it. And I'm feeling the same way about that. That, that this is a, a sure, sure thing bet. Uh, probably the the uh, the only one in uh, in these in the categories that we're talking about, but um, it's interesting that Robert Duvall has seven Oscar nominations, and uh, he only has the one win that was in Tender Mercies. Ethan Hawke has four nominations. Uh, Edward Norton has three nominations, and Mark Ruffalo has two nominations. And um, uh, J.K. Simmons uh, doesn't have any, I and mean, I'm so glad that he got nominated for Whiplash because he did. He was ju- he just commanded the screen. Absolutely, a, a very uh, memorable, unforgettable performance. And you'll be uh, happy to know that uh, A.J. picks J.K. Simmons. <laughs> so we're oh, all we're, we're all, all on this. We're definitely all on the same wavelength there. I, I wanted to talk um, a little bit because I got cut, cut off on the best actress uh, category. I really think that's a difficult category. I, I do believe that Julianne Moore will win in that category, but every one of those uh, actresses gave tremendous performances. I mean, they all they all deserve to win and um, it just seems to me like uh, Julianne Moore will win be- because she had four previous nominations, um, and uh, she's gone home empty-handed four times. So this this time, I'm pretty sure that she will that she will get her golden statuette. But um, well, Witherspoon has won before. Uh, I think Marion Cotillard has won before. And um, I think you're right, James. Uh, Rosamond and uh, Felicity are, uh, they seem to be kind of new to the game, and there's plenty of time for these talented uh, actresses to get more nominations in the, uh, in the future. Well, let's go to Best Supporting Actress now. And the nominees there are Patricia Arquette, for Boyhood, Laura Dern for Wild, Kiara Knightley for The Imitation Game, Emma Stone for Birdman, and Meryl Streep for Into the Woods. Now, Nell, what's your what's your take on this category? Uh, I think it's going to be Patricia Arquette. Frankly, I don't think it's a super strong category. Meryl Streep seems to get nominated for whatever she does, and I would love to see Laura Dern get it. I thought she gave not one but two just beautiful incandescent uh, small performances uh, last year. Um, but uh, but I think it's going to go to Patricia Arquette and uh, just for her contribution uh, to an extraordinary film experience. Uh, she certainly deserves it. So I'm perfectly fine with her getting it, and I predict she will get it. I think I'm I'm with you 100% on that. I think it will be Patricia Arquette, and I I would uh, I was hoping that it that it would be Laura Dern because that mother that she played in Wild, I mean, she just became the the mom that that everyone would like to have. I mean, I thought she was just wonderful in that um, in that movie. And um let's see, who did AJ AJ predict? Uh, yes, P- 
Patricia Arquette. So, uh, James, uh, are you going on the Patricia Arquette bandwagon? <laughs> well, we'll see. Did Did you know that Laura Dern, who plays Reese Witherspoon's mother, is only seven years older than she is? <laughs> That's what, There's a long. Actress. There's a long and fine tradition of that in Hollywood. Just I, I point you to uh, Jesse Royce Landis and Cary Grant in North by Northwest, where she oh, was I yeah. believe six months younger than he was. But in, <laughs> but in fairness, in fairness, Laura Dern was also playing her mother when she was a little girl. Yes, that's true. That's but true. I just thought that's that was true. hilarious. That's yeah, well, that's actually, true. I'm a little mad about this category because. My gal, Renee Russo, wasn't nominated for Nightcrawlers. And uh, I thought she did an excellent job in it. And she had been out of films for about 15 years raising her family. And she comes back and does a terrific job in Nightcrawlers with Jake Gyllenhaal, who also wasn't nominated. And uh, he should have been. But uh, now we have Patricia Arquette and Laura Dern, who are just great. And I, I like Keira Knightley. I thought she did the best I've ever seen her. I've never particularly cared for her, but I thought she was wonderful in this imitation game. Emma Stone has a vote from my sister-in-law, who's an actress, and she said Emma Stone did a tremendous, tremendous scene talking with her father, and yeah. it's worthy of an Oscar. Meryl Streep can get the Oscar when even when she doesn't make a movie, so uh. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm confident that Emma Stone will win an Oscar someday. She's oh, really, I hope she's just, so. she was really she's good. She's magnificent. Yeah. yeah, but I think this is Patricia Arquette's year, and she deserves it. She's been knocking around Hollywood for years and years, and her family is an old Hollywood family, and you know they're all in the business and. So she knows what she's doing. She's a good actress, and and I think she she deserves it for this role. Well, I I agree, and there's uh, we're a hundred percent in agreement on Patricia Arquette. I but if we were voting for the um, best overacting uh, supporting actress, <laughs> I would have gone. I would have gone with Meryl Streep. <laughs> Because I thought she just went way, instead of into the woods, she went over the top. She went over the top, yes. Yeah, but she she is such a great actress, and the Academy just loves her. And she had, what, 18 nominations, yes, Oscar nominations? Yes, Can She's you the winner. She's the champion. Yeah, with yep. three three wins out of the out of the eighteen yeah. Yeah. Uh, nominations. So yeah. she <laughs> top, she topped uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn and Betty Davis as far as the number of nominations. I know. Well, well, we we more than ever when we do this Oscar show, it looks like there's there's quite a bit of uh, agreement uh, this time. So it, it's looking like uh, Boyhood. For the best picture, um, it looks like best actor. It's between Eddie Redmayne and um, Michael Keaton. Best actress, we're pretty much divided. Well, no, we're it's a, it's a majority for uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, and, yeah. Yeah, and in uh, supporting actress, we're in agreement with Patricia Arquette. Supporting actor. We uh, we have 100% J.K. Simmons, and and in director we're we're divided between the director of Boyhood and the director of uh, Birdman. So uh, it's uh, so now I know what I can put in my article uh, predicting. So you've helped me a lot on that. (laughs) Thank you, thank you very very much. Now uh, let's talk a little bit about whether or not there are any other categories. You know there are 24. Oscar category. So, is there another category or categories that you'd like to make predictions for or to comment on, James? Uh, it, well, I am always interested in uh, uh, production design, having been an architect for 35 years myself. So, I'm very visually oriented. So, uh, I I loved the Grand Budapest Hotel. I thought that was so original looking and wonderful and and also the costume designs which were by uh, Melina Cananero who I think has a closet full of Oscars 
for her costume designs and other films. But she did a terrific job in Grand Budapest. Uh, when you just look at uh, the, the the designs that she did for that, not only the uh, busboy uniforms, but everything and and the dresses and everything, she's wonderful. So uh, I picked the Grand Budapest for costume design and production design. I think that that's a, that you really did hit the nail on the head with that. I I do do agree. And uh, any categories now, other categories that you'd like to comment on. Well, I do agree with that. Um, my daughter's a costume designer, so I always like to have the costume designers called out and recognized. I wanted to mention, um, as I did before, that uh, the Lego movie should have been a candidate and should have won in animation. I think that the award is going to go to How to Train Your Dragon 2, which I love, but not nearly as much as I loved Box Trolls and Book of Life. I would prefer to see either one of those win the award. And with regard to song, I think the song from uh, Selma is going to win, as it has won a lot of the preliminary awards, and it's a fine song. But the best song of the year was not even nominated, and that is from How to Train Your Dragon 2, an absolutely beautiful song that I think, and this is, should be crucial for the Oscars, really reflected that moment in the movie, really moved the story forward, really revealed a lot about the characters. So not only was it a gorgeous song, but it also played a very important part in the movie and was not just over the closing credits. What is that song? You know, I don't remember the title of the song, I'm sorry, but it was um, uh, written by, uh, co-written by uh, the guy that did the songs for once on Broadway, and it's the song that the mother and father danced to and remember when they were young, and it's really mm -hmm. just, a, it really brought tears to my eyes. It was just so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, here are the original songs that were nominated. Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie, Glory from Selma, Grateful from Beyond the Lights, I'm Not Gonna Miss You from uh, Glenn, Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me, and Lost Stars from Begin Again. So which song is it that you're talking about, Nell? The song that's going to win is this, is Glory from Selma. Uh, Lost Stars is a gorgeous song, and that, that definitely, in my opinion, is a better song. And also is, again, crucial to the plot of the movie and not just played over the end credits. I don't think they should allow nominees to be just played over the end credits. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah a good, it should, that's do, it should move, move the story along. It should have yeah. something to do with what's going on on the screen. Exactly. I, be yeah. I believe you're right about that. Now, I was wondering on the documentary feature, I've seen so many documentaries this year, but only Citizen Four... And uh, Last Days in Vietnam and Virunga have I seen, so there's two that I've missed out on, uh, Finding Vivian Mayer and The Salt of the Earth. Uh, Nell, do you have any prediction in the documentary feature uh, feature? Oh, I think it's certainly going to be Citizen Four. Finding Vivian Mayer is a fantastic story and a good movie. There, there are a couple of crucial things wrong with the movie, but it's an amazing, enthralling story. And there's one little funny note I want to make, which is that, as I said, it was just a complete disgrace that the Roger Ebert movie was not nominated. The Vivian Mayer movie was co-directed by Gene Siskel's nephew, so still up in heaven, Siskel and Ebert are fighting, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. So, so uh, James... Did you see all of these documentary features, and do you have have one that you you think stands out among the group? Well, I think uh, Citizen Four is leading the pack. It has won a lot of awards already, um, and it probably will win the Oscar. Uh, I can't say that I like the American Traitor, who should be in prison, but it is an interesting story. Well, how do you really feel about that? <laughs> I didn't think well, it was a I, I didn't think it was a very good documentary, <laughs> but it was certainly uh, certainly uh, timely and I thought Varunga was uh, was very uh, I mean it really got to me about the uh, the plight of these of the gorillas, you know, that that uh, uh, were featured in that, I th but it was a very short documentary. Uh, so, Nell, did you see The Salt of the Earth? No, I've not seen that yet. 
So I'm always amazed at what turns up as the you know the best the nominees for for best documentary feature. So have we left out any any category here that that we should comment on? What about foreign language film? Um, the nominees are uh, it's IDA. I've heard it pronounced Ida or Ida. That's from Poland. Leviathan from Russia. Tangerines from Estonia. Timbuktu from Mauritania, and Wild Tales from Argentina. Do you have any uh, comments on that category, Nell? Well, they left out one of the best foreign language films of the year. Again, this is you know these these nomination processes are, are mystifying sometimes, force majeure. But I think uh, it could very well go to Ida. I think it's Ida, and uh, Ida. and I think that that would that would be fine. But they're all excellent, excellent choices. And I James, have, no have you? Well, no, I have no comment, Betty Jo, because none of these films has played here yet. Oh my gosh! Well, that's the problem. Uh, yes, with, it is. Uh, yeah. Yes, and uh, they certainly haven't played here. But um, one of my one of my uh, colleagues on Real Talk Movie Reviews uh, did a, a review on uh, Leviathan, and uh, it really uh, sounds like a fabulous movie. But um, but these others, you know, how can we how can we vote on them when when they haven't they haven't shown in our our area? But no. uh, I'm surprised that uh, that uh, they don't do more to you know to let us know about about these movies. Well, time now for a brief message from one of our loyal listeners who is, has been in the chat room during our entire show. <laughs> Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny! (laughs) Thanks, Nancy, for that fun promo. Dear listeners, please check out Nancy Lombardo's Comedy Concepts show right here on Blog Talk Radio every Friday and uh, Monday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. Uh, For me, it's just the best way possible to end one week and begin the other, and I'm definitely hooked on Comedy Concepts. And there are a couple of other shows I wanted to give a shout-out to. Uh, Our friend... James, you'll know who this is, uh, because when he was talking about today's show on his show, George Bettinger, Mr. Showbiz, mentioned that uh, James Colt Harrison was going to be on Movie Addict Headquarters, and he said, he, you're his pal, and he uh, he thinks that you uh, look like Bennett Surf. So I look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> but anyway, the Mom and Pop Shop Show is uh, on uh, Dreamstream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And then I don't want people to forget the diverse shows uh, on a little network. I don't want to call it a little network because it's all—it's getting bigger and bigger every day. The Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everybody in the Wacko wheelhouse. Well, I think we've we've um, we've had a great time today. Uh, it certainly helped me clear the cobwebs out of my mind and decide who I'm going to uh, predict in these in these key categories. So um, so that I'm very very happy about. And I I want to give you a chance, uh, James, to uh, uh, tell people where they can find your work, and then we'll we'll let Nell do the same. Well, one uh, good uh, website that I'm on is called Arts and Fashion, and that's spelled Arts, A-R-T-S, a capital N with an apostrophe, Fashion. And uh, you can find a lot of my movie reviews there, so look that up. It's a good site, and it also talks about fashion. Great. I didn't know about that. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm going to yeah, check that's that out. Yeah, that's, that's a new one. Great, great. And how about you, Nell? Well, the best way to find me is at MovieMom.com, and people can also write to me at MovieMom at MovieMom.com, and they can find my books on Amazon. Wow. And what is your latest book? 
I'm actually working on, this will take me a while, but I, it'll be out next year, um, a complete uh, update of my Movie Mom's Guide to Family Movies. And that is a wonderful book, and uh, I encourage listeners to to check out all of the books that that are listed on uh, by Nell Minow on Amazon.com. And uh, if you're a movie addict, you should definitely be reading Nell Minow's uh, books. And um, I don't want to leave out um, my book, Confessions of a Movie Addict, which is also on Amazon.com, as well as the little romantic memoir my husband and I wrote uh, it had to be us which is on uh, which which the kindle version is is on amazon.com well i see our time is up so this is betty joe tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at blog talk radio for their support as well as to aj nell and james for being such great guests again today thanks to nikki for everything she does for movie addict headquarters and to all our listeners i hope everyone enjoyed the show Please come back next time for a discussion of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, that groundbreaking movie starring Sidney Poitier, Spencer Tracy, and Katherine Hepburn. Our guests will be actress Katherine Houghton, who had a, uh, played a key role in that film, and another favorite critic of ours, Mac Bates. In the meantime, don't forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Don't forget to... Watch the Oscars on ABC next Sunday. Uh, check your uh, local television schedule for the time. And so that's all for now. Let's close the show appropriately with my favorite version of Hooray for Hollywood! <laughs> <laughs>